Alright, it's almost the weekend. Hell yeah. Bring it. Bring the energy. <laughs> I, 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 uh, after last week's intro, you know how you said, um, that I, I could have thought of something all week and oh. I've been like holding on to it. I was yes, like, yes. that's, that's such a good idea. I'm just like any spare time I get when I'm not like ruminating about an email I sent three years ago, I can, <laughs> I can spend on thinking up an intro and absolutely nothing came to me for seven days straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Several times that, that little this conversation snippet popped into my mind this week and I thought I should think of an intro and then just like <laughs> white noise just proceeded to like permeate my brain space. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's harder than it than you would think. I think the best one we ever did was something about <laughs> that time that I said like uh, something about what little game is mouths or something like oh, that. Oh like, yeah, what game of mouths. And then yeah. we were like, no, we cannot make that a thing. You know, like yeah, <laughs> something it's like got, that. It's got to be natural. It's, it's got to be. be natural. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, introductions aside, how are you? I'm going pretty good. Um, just took Zeus to the park for a walk and. Bumped into another dog there. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. D dog owner slash park etiquette is so weird, man. Because it's like some people are like very cautious. You know, they won't come into the park until you've like leashed your dog or whatever, which is good. But right. sometimes they just waltz on in, <laughs> you know, like it's fine. It'll be all right. I don't know. It's, it's tricky. D dogs can <laughs> yeah. be dogs can be very weird creatures sometimes. And you know, it's, uh, it was fine. Totally. But, you know, I'm, I'm always just on would rather just figure it out before we let him run run free yeah yeah dog politics can be complicated sometimes yeah. sometimes they they choose enemies as easily as they choose friends yeah just on some weird like tilt of the ear it's just like that's my worst enemy now like they, the way they communicate is so weird to me yeah totally yeah so yeah yeah but no it was good it was good it's nice to see him run around and it's always good to see a tired kelpie you know it's nothing more peaceful to me than a tired kelpie <laughs> yeah also kind of a rarity yeah yeah yep god damn they just run he would have kept going as well all day if we if we let him <laughs> oh that's uh, real nice yeah yeah you've been playing any video james uh, I have been playing some video games. Um, mm. I'm, I'm just chipping away at, at Super Castlevania. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Man, that game is fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot. I forgot Castlevania is actually the original Dark Souls. Yeah, um, totally. But it's it's really clear to me now. It's It, it had, like, this kind of uh, slow start as well. Like, the mm. first couple of stages, really easy, just getting you into the groove of, like, jumping and, and whipping every which way. Um, and then, yeah, then it just, shit gets real. And you're like, oh, okay, Castlevania, that's right, this game, this game is hard. Yeah. Um, I remember the, the Castlevania that we played, was it the first Castlevania that we played? Yeah, together? yeah. That, that was, that was hard one. too, man. Like, that right. had its moments where it was like, this seems genuinely impossible. And then you would die, <laughs> like, 30 times and... And then you'd be like, I think I see the path through. And then you just like luck your way through the, <laughs> the weird yeah. like onslaught of enemies that seemed random sometimes. Like depending yeah. on like where you were on the screen would like trigger them to spawn and it was on tick. And so it was like real weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I think in general that first Castlevania is, is better designed. Like right. it, it just, you know, you didn't have as much maneuverability 
Mm. And so, like, everything was designed around that. Um, and, like, the whip was not as good as in this one. The whip is incredible in this one. And, like, the mm. items aren't as important. And I remember in that first Castlevania, like, if you didn't have enough hearts to use items, you were just straight fucked. Like, you, you needed items to get through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this, I, like, I hit the heart cap all the time. Uh, yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't need the items. Yeah, that that balance of being like you would use a bunch of your I can't remember how it worked. Did it have like mana or something? Like that the the juice, the blue juice? The <laughs> No, it had it had hearts. So you hearts. hit the the candles and you get like one or five hearts and then the different types of items use a different amount of hearts. Oh, it's hearts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is real confusing cuz I think like it's a general kind of agreement in video games that hearts mean health but yeah no in this they give you no. mana for your weapon. yeah hearts is mana turkey is health <laughs> of course of course um but yeah that's going good and i'm i'm still i'm still playing god of war oh um, nice yeah i feel like i when i finish it i just want to do a big god of war dump because Hell i yeah. have i have a lot of opinions about this game <laughs> i yeah i'm I'm interested to to hear your thoughts because did you did you play it like when it came out? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm keen to hear what that was like compared to my in a vacuum experience because mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of like things that stick out and I'm like this is really dumb, yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is this is not fun this is annoying this is frustrating but yeah we'll we'll do a big dump in the meantime i just i i love making fun of atreus oh my <sighs> god i'm having so much fun i'm just like you know every time he he's like you know being a sook or whatever i'm like that's big cock energy atreus <laughs> you're gonna study engineering when you grow up because you don't know what to do with your life yeah, yeah. yeah it's really yeah i'm enjoying it a lot that's good. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 like it's one of those games kind of like control for me where mm-hmm. there's enough of what I like to keep going, but the stuff that I don't like is still pretty grating. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't remember oh, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it when we do the episode, but I remember for the most part enjoying it. Um there was mm-hmm. a couple of times, but the the hazy in my memory, I'd have to replay it or watch like a let's play or something and, mm-hmm. and see to remember exactly where it was that I felt kind of directionless or like, you know, like the game wasn't um wasn't good at those points. I, mm. I, I distinctly remember there being a couple of them, um, but I don't remember where. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Sorry, were you gonna say something? Oh, uh, Bear McCreary on the soundtrack did a good job though. The music is great. Oh, the music is sick. Yeah, no, there, there's, dude, there's some, there's some polished moments there that are genuinely fucking awesome. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, but it's just, you know, it's, it's just one of those games. They do a bunch of stuff really well, and I think they do a bunch of stuff really poorly. Mm, um, mm. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's where I've been. Out of, have, have you been playing anything? I've, been, I've just been playing Hunt, dude. Just heaps of Hunt. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah the, the event is going off um yeah i i haven't i didn't get to play any last night and i probably won't play any on the weekend oh apart from tomorrow with you and uh twilight priest that's gonna hype for that yeah i'm so excited i yeah. uh i i've heard you talk talk it up like the last couple of weeks or like for a while now i feel like you've been playing hunt 
Mm. How long have you been playing Hunt? It's been a long time, right? Like how many hours or how, like when did I first get it? Yeah, when did you first get it? Oh, heck. (laughs) (laughs) I I shouldn't have even put that as a question for you to ask. Uh, uh, Well, I've got 163 hours in Hunt. Um, Holy shit. Okay. That's some serious business yeah i got i got it i think it was a few years ago now like oh uh, right yeah but i didn't play it for very like i only played a few hours here and there with with folks Uh um and then when i when was it there would have been a period in the pandemic maybe year two where i had a squad to play with and that was good Mm. so i put in a bunch of hours and now uh, people that i work with play it pretty frequently so that's where most of the hours come from right hell yeah. yeah yeah well uh maybe we can have some hunt first impressions next week hell yeah that'd be great yeah that'd be fun yeah it's it's definitely like like when when you were talking yesterday about um you know should i do the little tutorial thing at the start or Mm -hmm. not or just like have you explain it i think like it's it's one of those games that's kind of you kind of need someone there to help but it's best to figure out a lot of stuff on your own as well like just Mm. kind of through trial and error like the, it's like the ultimate burn your hand and never touch the stove style game where like, right. you, the, you know, it's, if you were to be playing solo, which is bad, it, it, you'd kind of learn the fastest, I think. But if you uh, if you have someone kind of explaining everything and guiding you too heavily, it becomes like, well, I'm not actually learning anything or figuring anything out. Like it's there's so much in that game that's like about positioning and, you know, knowing how the noise traps work and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm probably just going to give you like a rundown of the controls and like the basic, you know, what to do. And then I'm just going to go uh, silent and, <laughs> and yeah. let, let you make mistakes and we're going to lose a bunch, which is fine. I think that's the yeah. way to play. Yeah, cool. I think um, that's probably the way I play most video games mm. is just like I'm, I'm prepared to make as many mistakes as I need to because it's just the fastest way to get up to speed. Yeah, yeah. Yep, totally. Um, Hell yeah! And, and well, I've been watching. Um, oh, sorry, and I've been watching um, Jujutsu Kaisen. I finished it actually. I finished the first season. Oh yeah. What yeah. What do you think of that finale? I love the whole se- series as a whole, but I thought the <laughs> finale. I wasn't ready for it to end because I, I wasn't like t- I wasn't keeping track of where I was in the season or if there oh, were any more right. than one season. I was just watching it. Yeah. And so I thought this was like, you know, in lead up to some big battle or whatever, you know, like I didn't think we were ending and then it ended and I was like, what the, there's got to be more on Crunchyroll. It's like, there's nine seasons, but it's that they list the nine seasons as like, it's just badly formatted website design. Like it's actually shows you the German dub and the, you know, the Spanish dub as a season. So I was like, thank goodness. There's a whole eight other seasons for me to watch. Actually, no, Mm. there's only one and a movie that I probably won't be able to watch until later this year yeah yeah um, but dude it was fantastic the animation in that show is absolutely next level studio mappa which are responsible for doing titanfall uh, not titanfall um what's it called attack on titan attack and, on titan yeah and um then now working on chainsaw man uh are doing just like god's work out there sick yeah, yeah. i remember the fight scenes in that between like the blindfold guy and the candle oh, demon yeah that, that is such a good fight yeah, there's heaps of really good fights in that. There's the one between Patchwork Demon and um, main character and that tutor that he gets midway through. That he also has, like, oh, not a blindfold, but he has these glasses on. Oh, dude, that tutor is one of my favorite fucking characters. Yeah, Holy shit. Yeah, there's the, so many great characters. Yeah, there are. But some the, the lines from that guy, like, he's so jaded. 
I think he's talking about to the main, he's talking about the main character and he's, he's talking about being an adult or something. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, you'll know when you're an adult because it's, it's just a, a huge bunch of despairs that add up over time. <laughs> yeah, and, um, like that, yeah. 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 I totally botched that. But like when, yeah. when he says it in, in the anime, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he he is a cool character. Like his abilities are cool too. His like kind of video gamey critical hit point thing is is really cool. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's 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 dope. I, I had a great time watching it. I kind of wished it didn't end when it did. It was a cool little you know mini boss fight, but I, I kind of wish they killed one of the big three or whatever. Spoilers, I guess. Just um, yeah. I I might chat to you offline because mm. when Phoebe and I watched it we watched it to the end and, and we were confused as well. And then it eventually came out that there was an, a whole other half season that we'd missed. Oh yeah. And I, I wonder if that's happened to you because there is a pretty big fight in the finale. Um, oh. but yeah, I'll, I'll chat to you offline and, and okay. we'll work it out. Cause it, I like, we found it super confusing and then like, we loved it so much and because there were not that many episodes, so we thought we decided mm. to watch it again. And then when we watched it again, we were like, wait, there's a whole other like half season here. Yeah, and, right. Okay. And it's, yeah, very exciting. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. Um, I've got no three-piece feed for you. Nothing happened in video game news this week. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people who are hungry for um, news, but I, I, I have nothing. Do you have any bag chips? I tell you what, I kind of planned for this, mm. um, but so <laughs> so I've I've got a couple of pieces, but they're way out of date. These are That's just right. you know I just follow like a very specific set of games, and like if if news comes out surrounding those games, I hear about it. But otherwise, I'm just like in space. It's pure darkness. I get no news. Mm. All right, all right. So. Um, the first, the first bit of news, which is something I can't believe we haven't talked about, but a couple of months ago now, um, at some Xbox conference, um, Team Cherry announced Hollow Knight's sequel, Silk Song, uh, is coming out in, in the next 12 months. Yeah. This, this, this is something we didn't talk about and it's just like, it's huge. Like Hollow Knight's obviously really big now, much bigger than when it was initially released and like you know it's one of those kind of like weird video gamey situations where they announce a trailer like years and years and years before it's ready mm. um and that and that's what happened like in 2019 they had a, a yeah. trailer at some conference and then just like total silence for 3 years yep. so like pretty pretty cool that um you know there's confirmation that that game is real and it's coming out um, I am pretty nervous about it. <laughs> like, it's kind of a bit like Pandora's box for me. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I like what what will it mean for Hollow Knight? You know, are we are we gonna have a kind of situation where, um, you know, it's it's the Dark Souls three to Dark Souls, where like you know, Dark Souls just felt so fresh and original at the time that it just stays important or is it going to mm. be like are they going to go in a, in a different direction and it's going to be more like the bloodborne to dark souls where you're just like yeah oh, yeah this is this is something different but totally up my alley yeah yeah who knows man i i, I put my trust in them but um yeah i just i have no idea what they're gonna do 
based on the little bit of gameplay that we've seen so far. And that was like three, four years ago now. So I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah, no yeah. idea. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yes, yes. But, um, all right, another chicken wing again. Su- super fucking outdated. Um, it's moldy. It's moldy. Is a moldy chicken wing. Um, again, Xbox conference at some point in the last like two months. Mm. Um, Kojima announced that he's teaming up with Xbox. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Microsoft. I, I, I'd like to think in this like post-capitalism wasteland <laughs> that he makes Death Stranding two. And it's an exclusive for Xbox. Oh, so my God. You've got, like, the IP split between uh, two consoles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, this is some supplementary news, but um, the there's sort of been rumor mill stuff happening around um, Kojima and uh, previous IPs that are still owned by Konami. Oh yeah. Um, that they're thinking of all that you know. The rumors are that they are going to relinquish some of the rights to Sony for games like Metal Gear. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's so we, pretty we shall juicy. See. Yeah. If if there's another Metal Gear, I don't think there will be. At least I don't think it'll be a Kojima thing. But mm. I don't I don't know for sure. And also, Kojima announced a while ago that he was going to be doing some movie stuff, like getting into doing film. But I haven't, I haven't heard a single peep out of the man regarding that. Right. Um, which isn't a surprise, you know. He's pretty quiet most of the time. But um, yeah, kind of, kind of interesting that it's been confirmed, but nothing, nothing has come from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good old Kojimbo, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what that means. Like, if he's doing a timed exclusive or like. I thought it was pretty strange because he's just been so embedded with Sony mm, and like, mm. I'm pretty sure Sony funded that like initial studio that he made Death Stranding with. Yeah. They, yeah, they did bankroll that one, I believe. Um, yeah. 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 So I'm not sure through what capacity this partnership with Microsoft slash Xbox is looking like, but um, mm-hmm. I'd have to figure it out. Yeah. Hell, I mean, yeah. It's, it's probably a good thing. Give, give the man some more freedom to do some things, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. He's been very trapped for many years in in the Konami uh, ether. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool to see him, like, jumping around. Yeah, yeah. There's also, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of feel like Kojima's best video game making years are long behind him. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I really like Death Stranding and everything like that. But, um, yeah, it's just such a weird video game and I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's it's that's a whole topic for another time, but <laughs> yeah, get your bingo cards out. Get your bingo um, cards. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of bingo cards, we've got a uh, fresh new topic um, from Diego. Thanks oh, yeah. for thanks for entering the competition, Diego. Um, and we're going to talk about mechanics versus aesthetics. Oh, baby. So. I thought I thought to start we got to get some definitions happening, right? Yep, do it. So like Diego specifically mentioned mechanics versus looks in his email, um, but I want to break this shit down. Um, and and to do that, we're going to talk a little bit about graphics and technology. Um, and again, since you've already got that bingo card out, um, graphics is absolutely its own topic. Um, okay. but I just feel like a little bit of context is is important for this. All right, so 
for the aesthetics part of this debate, also, Joe, this is a debate now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What side am I on? I think Um, I know what side I'm on, so let's go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think we're probably both on the same side. Oh, um, okay, all right. Yeah. A- anyway, we're, we're going to be um, focusing on, on looks rather than graphics. And and the distinction here is that the latest Naughty Dog game has the best graphics, but, like, Final Fantasy VI from 1994 still looks delicious, right? So, like, I'm going to have to look at a picture of Final Fantasy VI from 1996. I mean, it's pixely, it's colourful, it's, it's oozing with atmosphere. Um, but, but for maybe a, a cleaner, okay. um, yep. I see. A, a cleaner comparison, like Final Fantasy seven has better graphics than Final Fantasy six, right? Yeah. But Final but, Fantasy six sprites are like more intricately woven and have a, have a cleaner, um, feel to them. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Seven looks like hot garbage. Let's not beat around the bush. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. So, so that's, that's aesthetics, right? It doesn't have to be the latest and greatest graphical achievement to look good and have good aesthetics. Okay. okay um, that's, that's already a, a huge philosophical point, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. So for mechanics, um, we're basically talking about gameplay. So um, I know I know Diego mentioned mechanics, but like I think for this conversation to just be a bit more interesting, like mechanics are technically the rules that influence how the game is played. Um, and I think it's just better that we include the gameplay as a whole. So the, the distinction here is that like sneaking up on someone in Dishonored and stealth killing them is gameplay, mm-hmm. whereas the mechanics of that interaction are the individual things that allow you to do that. So like Very clicking good. R3 to crouch is a mechanic. Pushing up on the control stick to move forward is a mechanic. Blah, 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 blah. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, maybe uh, just a further delineation because those were both controls that enable you to do actions in the game, but the mechanic of having stealth is maybe a better delineation. Like in a game, oh yeah, okay, unlike yep. Dishonored, if you were to do all of those, those both of those things, say crouch with pressing a button and mm-hmm. what was what was the other thing you said? Move forwards with the uh, controls. Move, move forwards, yeah, with the controls. Yeah, I mean both of those things. If you did in God of War in front of an enemy that was you know facing the other way, wouldn't have any influence. Like you, you can't stealth mm. kill them in that game, right? So like that's a great point. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, would you say there the main mechanic is actually the stealth mechanic? Yeah, which is like enabled by the yeah. So the mechanic is stealth, and then the uh, or the ability to do stealth. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. I think I think that makes sense. So yeah, the 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 idea here is like aesthetics, style, looks versus Mm -hmm. like mechanics, how the game feels, how the game plays, what the gameplay um, is like. Okay, one other thing before we <laughs> jump. Oh god, I'm sorry to like keep you know pulling you back from the <laughs> the no. work laying, but no, no, this um, is good. Okay, so game feel is actually comes down a lot to visuals as well. So you can have Ooh, um, okay, uh, like animation for example, which is my area of expertise, is uh, <laughs> is it can be attributed really heavily to game feel. Um, you can right. have static T-Pose character doing all of the exact same things that, you know, in Journey, for instance, say you've just got T-Pose character flying through the mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. The movement is the exact same, you know, like the, the, the character's movement through the world. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine them T-Posing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you suddenly add animations to that, like the cape flourishing and the flipping around through the air that you do and the way that mm-hmm. you land in the sand and slide down the sand, mm-hmm. sudden, suddenly game feel is changed as a result of, of those visuals. 
Right. Okay. So this is this is a little bit less literal. Then it's not like how it feels to like move a character around. It's like yep. the feeling you get from the game. Oh, okay. Is like is that? Am I reading into that right? Uh, it's yeah, sort of. So the the way that the animations play on the screen can also influence the way that you control the character and the way that the game feels. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I I think I get it. <laughs> yeah but it's, i mean like the, i'm happy to be like pushed in a, a different direction from that a bit as well you know like game feel could potentially just be you know you replace all of the assets with blocky squares and it still feels the same in some mm, way i don't know this is yeah. kind of where the discussion hits the hits the ground i guess this is where the the wheels meet the road yeah all right well let, let's let's put a pin in it mm. um just for a sec and sure. we'll, we'll we'll turn back the clock to the dawn of man Okay. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. so like, so turning that clock back, right. Mechanics ruled over aesthetics with an iron fist, like mm. Pong, Tetris, gunfight, which we all know about now. Mm. Um, like how the game worked was way more important than how the game looked. Um, would you agree with that? Um, yes, but also I think with the advent of like, arcades and stuff like that uh -huh. you even even the games in the you know actual visuals looked very basic and you know totally when you were playing them looked like nothing you know like mm -hmm. lucky squares on a screen like pong or in, in pac-man's case the visuals on the arcade box were what sort of drew players in supposedly like that's you know one argument Ooh, i guess you could make that's a really good point yeah yeah and it so you like know like art the yeah, the picture on the box, the thing that gives your imagination something to apply to the blocky squares on the screen back in the day was kind of how the visuals were passed, I guess. Yeah, man, that's so cool because, like, that absolutely played a role in, like, getting kids over to that cabinet, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I mean, does box art even matter anymore? Like, no. I can't. I can't rem <laughs> yeah, like I can't remember the last time I looked at box art and was like, man, that's good box art. Like it's usually it's usually just a white dude holding a gun or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, it, it in uh stark contrast to what I just said, the Pong box art, like, I'm just sending you an image right now. <laughs> oh god. Is this, this is... like cooked? It's Some exactly kind of... the opposite of what I was saying about, like, an appealing image. I was expecting there to be, like, a big paddle and maybe a picture of a tennis court, but this is what the Pong, pong <laughs> oh machine's like. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, this giant cabinet and it just says Pong. Yeah. And that's that's it. There's zero, like, there's no pictures, there's no drawings. No, it's no. just Pong. <laughs> there's nothing. Nothing for you to look at. It's legit just, okay, it's like a wooden MDF board with laminate, a brown laminate and a yellow... <laughs> screen cover with like <laughs> space controls on the front like you know like turning in it uh this what would you call it stainless steel knobs at a tiny yeah. crt screen that's like you know angled away from you yeah it's I, the I, most hideous item i've ever seen <laughs> okay so let's <laughs> let's just because i think what you said still holds true yes, for yeah. what came a little bit after Pong. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. So so just ag again like Pong Tetris, the really really early games, like all that all they needed to do was effectively communicate what was happening to the player, right? That that was kind of it. Like style mm. wasn't a priority. Um and that was dictated by the technology limiting what was possible, you know, very very few colors, very few pixels, like they just didn't have that option. 
Mm. Um, so if we move slightly forward, sure. um, and, and again, this is like these arcade machines are all 8-bit, um, but, but if we move forward to like Space Invaders, um, mm-hmm. which is seven years after Pong, like this, this, this is a time where I think like I can imagine the cabinets, you know, being a little bit more fancy and like getting some art happening and all that kind of stuff. Totally. Um, but still with these, like with these eight bit systems, there's still not that much room for detail. So like the, the systems vary, like, um, generally arcade cabinets on eight bit can be more powerful than like an NES, mm-hmm. um, but, like, the point I'm trying to make is, like, when you were playing 8-bit games, no one gave a shit about how pretty it was, right? right. Like, yeah. people are paying big bucks for games that look like cat vomit. No one's, yeah, yeah. No one's booting up Space Invaders and it's like, oh, man. Like, these graphics. It's, it's so real. <laughs> yeah, these graphics. Um, and so this, this changed big time with, with 16-bit. Like, suddenly there was this potential for style, right? And, and, you know, I, I think that's debatable. I think you can, you can come at me with your original <laughs> Super Mario Bros and say that has a style, but like when you throw all those eight bit games next to each other, like it's, it's really just about where you put the colors. Yeah. Like it, there's not like really, um, a style in like, how, how, how do I word this? You know, like when you look at like two different artists and, and you're like, oh yeah, they can use, ex- yeah, like you can use the exact same colors, but the style is different. Like mm. that wasn't really there when, when it was an eight bit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the actual, um, restrictions of the system made it so that basically everything looked like it could have come from the same studio. Like everything was right, just blocky yeah. and squares and four colors. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that you could have done yep. to like yep. artistically arrange these pixels. You know, everything looks like a booger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's thank you. That's exactly what I was getting at. Um, and, and like to give you like a, a kind of clear indication of the jump from eight bit to 16 bit. Um, so like eight bit graphics gave you a maximum of 256 different colors and 16-bit graphics gave you a maximum of 65,536 colors, right? That's so, like, colors. hundreds of times more colors. Mm. Um, and then when you've got that much larger palette, like, suddenly the sprites start popping, right? And I, I think this is, like, where we first start to see a clear separation between mechanics and aesthetics. Mm. Like, turn-based RPGs and platformers, they're absolutely dominating, but they all have this like unique art style and, and gameplay feel, <laughs> right? Am I using that right? Gameplay feel? Because like, yes. if, if you're playing Donkey Kong Country, like obviously it looks different, but Donkey Kong Country feels way different to like a 2D Mario game. Yeah. And, and, you, and you, you get that, like you say, from the animations, from the sprites, but also like just the, the way those characters have been programmed to move mm-hmm. and and man like you've got super castlevania super metroid yoshi's island sonic and Nus- <laughs> knuckles mega man x like all of those ips look and feel so different from each other yeah. like aesthetics a- across these 16-bit ips play a way bigger role in like the presentation of the game and like the feel of the game right totally 
Yeah, I, I definitely think that, like, this, that era of game, you know, like the Super Metroid, um, that slew of games that you just mentioned, uh, yeah. this era of video games, definitely had a lot to lean on in terms of, like, the updated way that you could move the characters and the updated mm. way that you could make them do things, you know? So, like, in the old games where it was, like... Um, you know, space invaders, you just move left and right. You can't even move up and down. You just go left and right and you shoot and that's all there is. So just yeah. two, two inputs really. Yeah. And then when you've got Donkey Kong, you can go left and right. You can fall down holes. You can jump. You can roll. You can pick up things. You can throw things. You know, there's like a whole bunch of stuff. You can pick up items, dude. Pick totally. up items in a video game. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, that, that's like a whole set of things that you can suddenly now do. Um, so yeah, even even if you do reduce it back to the old like if you remove the graphics and we go back to the old you know um, space invaders graphics mm. it still is a jump up in terms of like what you can actually do with the with the with the stuff yeah that's that's a really good point and like that that kind of explosion in variety even within games right so like in in that donkey kong country example you can do all those things you mentioned but you've mm. also got like different characters that feel different and yeah, like yeah. can do different like dixie kong can glide and diddy kong does cartwheels and like all that kind of stuff so like yeah i think i think in both aesthetics and mechanics that era just kind of like they, they grew up side by side like yeah. you've you've got this beautiful symbiosis between aesthetics and mechanics and they, and they feel as important as each other totally right? like yeah, they yeah. they grew they grew up together and they're still best buds <laughs> yeah yeah um but, yeah. like, you, you fast forward to today, and that symbiosis is fucked. Like, <laughs> you've, you, you've, got, you've got games like Ghost of Tsushima, right? That game is so beautiful, it gives you goosebumps. Mm. But it's, it's got all those copy-pasted mechanics and gameplay that make you question why you spend your time on Earth playing such a game. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you've got games with endless mechanics, like Slay the Spire, and mm. that shit looks like it was drawn by some 13-year-old deviant art delinquent. <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, look, like, whether you agree with me on those specific examples or not, the, the point is, like, it's the Wild West now. Like, mm. de developers don't have to push both mechanical innovation and unique art styles to be successful. Mm. Like, you can have a game with 100% gameplay focus, like Kerbal Space Program, or go in the complete opposite direction and, like, go, go for, like, an art style heavy game like Firewatch that has, you know, hardly any mechanics in that game. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like... I, I think for me that that kind of dichotomy between the 16-bit era and now, like it, it felt like there was a real competition to maintain fresh mechanics and like striking aesthetics, whereas mm. now it's just like it's you can focus on anything and, and you can have either of those um, things fall flat and still have a successful game that people want to play yeah yeah it's um oh god there's so many little thought ribbons floating around in my brain right now um <laughs> so uh, with the previous like the early stuff you know the um, super mm -hmm. nintendo stuff mm -hmm. you could only really go uh, i'm going to use the concept here forwards in time you know like we can't really anything that came out on the snes didn't look like like it came out on those old arcade cabinets you know like everyone mm. was just trying to push 
visually the way that they were doing their sprites and you know like you had a whole set of stuff that the system could now do so mechanics were like getting more and more interesting like picking stuff up putting stuff down mm -hmm. um whereas now like going back in time is kind of novel or it, it was i don't know how novel it is in these days but you know you can make a game that looks like an snes game today whereas like back then it wasn't like oh we're not we're not really interested in making games that look like um you know space invaders anymore we're really only, only mm. interested in pushing the way graphics look so that's like one thread um which i think contributes to a bunch of the stuff that you were talking about like i think the moment that that um folks who make stuff are given more options that's when you run into potential for disaster or potential for failure Okay. I think actually yeah. the, the restrictions of the SNES and the fact that you couldn't push it any further meant that, okay, well, we, we know where the ceiling is for our graphical, you know, fidelity. It's kind of Donkey Kong Country. That's kind of where we sit, mm -hmm. or, you know, debatable, whatever you, you pick your SNES favorite looking game. And, yeah. um, yeah. and, and now the, the emphasis is on making mechanics and making it actually feel like a game that people want to play. Whereas, mm. like I said, today, if you can go back in time, you can say, oh, well, we can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a 2D, uh, 2.5D Metroidvania, like, collect them all Pokemon game. Like, mm. you know, you just have the, 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 the spread of uh, options is so vast that the that you just end up with, like, uh, no um, clear set of, you know, restrictive criteria that makes it challenging to make something is kind of the point that i'm getting at. i guess i made the same point twice but i just wanted to reiterate yeah yeah and i think like there's this creative base to that right like with the accessibility to make games you yeah. know back then like the accessibility to make a game was fucked like you needed funding you needed distribution rights like you needed so much stuff whereas now you can have like a computer that's a couple of years old and and make a worldwide hit yeah. And, and, and one of the games that kind of just hit me when you were talking about like the, you know, the, the threshold changing so that there's so many more opportunities to make different games. Like, mm. do you remember that game that you showed me? I think it was called Devil Daggers. Yeah. Devil and, Daggers. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, that was, I, that, that was kind of early on in the piece. I feel like that was maybe like, I don't know six or seven years ago that you showed me that game. Yeah. Um, and it's it's this game, and I think it's only on computer, and it's, like, the graphics are really cooked. I don't... It's it's You're in, like, a 3D... <laughs> like PS1 graphics. Yeah, it's, like, PS1 graphics, and you just... Are you throwing daggers, or are you yeah, shooting yeah. a gun? You're you throwing daggers. daggers. Yeah, out, the, out of your hand, you shoot daggers. Right, and, like it's just about staying alive as long as you possibly can. And, you know, the you've got one hit in you, I think. Yeah, so as yeah. soon as you get hit, yeah, you die. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you first start off and, and you might live for nine seconds. Um, and then you start playing, you know, we, we went back and forth and we got to 30 seconds and like mm -hmm. 50 seconds. And that's just like so novel to me. You know, like you couldn't release a game like that back then because like th there is this kind of thing and we might be going a bit off the rails here, but like yeah, this kind of thing okay. where like, um, you know, uh, game creators would make things really difficult to kind of uh, prolong the, the game itself, if mm. that makes sense. So there'd be this kind of false 
sense of this, this game is a 20 hour game when in reality, if you know what you're doing, you can beat it in half an hour, but just mm. because like, it's so hard and you've got to get used to everything. Like it takes 20 hours to kind of get through it all. Yeah. Um, and that's where the game of it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's so cool now that we can have little games like devil daggers or devil dagger. And mm. it's, it's just, you know, the art style, super rudimentary, the 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 gameplay is what drags you in though like mm. the the difficulty and like the setting and it's just like f for me that's kind of a, a a blast from the past like that's that revisit right where yep. the the graphics are or the the aesthetics are, are pretty straightforward and the mechanics is pretty straightforward and you just you know it's kind of like space invaders more yeah, complicated yeah. but oh, yeah. like same vibe same idea um yeah totally yeah the um I, I love the whole ps1 aesthetic there's a whole i think i sent it to you a while ago there's a whole community of game developers out there who are making like a yearly um cd release for ps1 horror games oh my god yeah yeah actually i yeah. do remember you sending me that yeah and i, I again that's the whole restrictions thing you know it's like okay we have to make a horror game okay that's one restriction it can't be it can't be something else and it has to be in, in the era of ps1 style graphics so you're restricted to you know these like really tiny texture sheets and only so many polygons on screen at once mm. and that's kind of what you got so and then what you what you get is with this yearly release from a bunch of different developers is like you know 10 or 15 whatever it is very different but still kind of in the same vein horror games <laughs> mm. and, and some and some of them are amazing and some of them are complete flops but they it's still like it's cool to see them all packaged together like that and i, I love that you know that, that we do have the ability to go back and set those restrictions on ourselves to make novels like we keep, the word keeps coming up novel experiences like you know ps1 style horror games that are made using technology that could easily make you know you could have twelve thousand of that horror game running on the one pc like it's mm, yeah yeah um so yeah that's really cool one, one thing i just wanted to swing us over to was something that diego referenced is um death stranding and the phrase mega scans to represent boring games with good graphics yeah so i was i was interested by this too because i have i hadn't heard the word mega scans before mm. So mega scans is um, something that's been around for a little while. It's uh, a way of taking, it's it's like photogrammetry, which is a fancy word for taking lots of photos of a of an object in in the real world, mm -hmm. and using an algorithm on your phone to stitch all of those photos into a three D object. Okay. Um, you can download apps for it for free. Um, there's a bunch of stuff out there. I can't remember what it's called right now, but if you just type into the app store like photogrammetry or mega scans or something, you'll you'll find something. And you can just take any three D object in the world. Um, rotate your phone around it all of the different angles and it will create a, th a 3d mesh of it with a texture applied of, of that object and so there's a bunch wow. of people out there yeah there's actually a really um, fantastic group of folks in ukraine going around ukraine and doing 3d scans mega scans basically of of old uh, memorial sites and um important structures you know streets and things like that so that oh, they have fuck. them yeah. yeah wow yeah Wow, so that's that an amazing use of that technology. But yeah. that's just like, what a fucked context. They're just like, look, th this this may not be around tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's preserve it somehow. Jeez. Um, yeah, so that that's it's a beautiful you know way of preserving things. But yeah, so um, 
the issue with mega scans is they're really high res, like super dense mesh. So mm. um, you can't really just place thousands of them in a game. Mm. Um, debatable, but yeah, you, you can't just you know take photos of everything. And, and and the other thing as well is a lot of the time mega scans kind of can look a little bit gross. Like the edges are a little bit weird. It's not made by an artist, right? It's made by a, a photo, and so. Mm. you know the algorithm isn't perfect and yeah so you end up with like kind of ugly smeary looking object that um isn't exactly suitable but for everything it kind of just looks like a realistic thing right. um and so diego referencing death stranding that i think they had a lot of environmental you know like rocks and trees and you know various you know craggy ed edges to landscapes that were probably started out as mega scans um right right so I yeah that's what that is Right, man, I would never have guessed that. Like when, when he referenced mega scans, I thought like, I thought it was like some video game term for what is effectively the Witcher sense, you know, oh. like <laughs> you scan the area and like <laughs> using an in-game mechanic and you can like see what's important to the player. Yeah. Um, but I, I did think it was, it was interesting. And like, I think this is like, um, you know, relatively easy to find on the internet, but Death Stranding being used as an example of a pretty and boring game. Mm. And I thought that was interesting because whenever we have talked about Death Stranding, we, we've usually talked about the story or the mechanics. We've, we've rarely talked about how pretty it is. And mm. like, it is, it is a beautiful game. Um, and to a degree it, it needs to be because of, you know, those things you mentioned mentioning earlier about like the craggy rocks and like the precipices and the crevasses mm. and all that shit. Like it's an integral part of the gameplay that those uh, assets are clear to the player mm -hmm. because like the main, um, you know, the, the main experience you have in that game is like walking in the terrain. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's really important that like, it's, it's, it's clear. Like it's, I think it's beyond, you know, that game just needs to communicate to the player where the edges of a rock is and stuff like that. Like, there's absolutely an aesthetic to that game. Mm. Um, but I, like, what made that game fun and enticing for me was the mechanics. Like, mm. the mechanics of um, how you balanced. And I think most enjoyable to me was, like, and I don't know how many mechanics kind of fit into this arena maybe maybe you can help me out but like when you are about to go on a journey and you're looking at the map and you're taking spare shoes and spare this that and the other like in a mm -hmm. bowler gun um and like you're trying to map out how far you can go and how much you can carry like i think for me that was the most enjoyable part of that game like the planning mm -hmm. aspect yeah yeah totally um i just like how you called it an ebola gun <laughs> not ebola. <laughs> oh my god yeah look <laughs> Sorry, it just derailed yeah. me completely uh, when you said that <laughs> uh, oh, myself. that that would be uh banned in the death stranding universe because oh yes. man could can you imagine a bowler outbreak in death stranding like <laughs> the planet would just explode within a matter of weeks um yes i dude yeah totally I, I i think it's like um it's a bit of a a bit of a jab that i think diego is trying to make here with like saying that mega scans uh 
are, are becoming more common and sort of being used in Death Stranding as a way to say that the, the, the graphics look beautiful just because they look dense and real mm. um, in order to facilitate like what is essentially a, a boring video game. And mm. I think like that, I think that is a problem like with mega scans, like there's just a library of mega scans if you use Unreal that you can access and just plonk in your game. Right. Um, of assets uh so yeah it, it is a little bit of a, a tricky thing because like you end up with like a bunch of video games that are just using this free library of um highly realistic assets and you know everything kind of ends up having this um realistic you know um you know what would you call it global illumination beautiful lighting unreal touched right. you know look to it but there's yeah. actually nothing there. Like it's just, you know, it's just almost like a, not a walking simulator, but there's, you know, what is the game? What is, what are we getting at here? Like, what are we playing mm. this for? If mm. not to just like look at some mega scans, you know? Right. Okay. Um, so I, I, I think, I think that's kind of like where we're reaching the, the Zenith now where like, what, what do you go for when you pick up a video game? Like, mm. you know, using that analogy of like the Pac-Man cabinet having sick art on the outside <laughs> of the box, like mm. what, what is it out of, out of these things that draws you to a video game these days? Like, is it the mechanics and the gameplay you see in a trailer or is it like the, the aesthetics? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. I think I think video games is in a real dire state right now, where like the uh, gamers <laughs> are really not sure on what they want. You know, like mm. there's 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 a heaps of you know interesting, bizarre. I've said this before. Strange little experiences floating around out there on the internet, like the PS One horror game collection. That mm. I'm sure if they actually took the time to experience, they would you know start to enjoy video games again. But there's so there's such a um, emphasis on you know like the battle royale or the AAA experience and the you know the battle pass like that has be become so ubiquitous across a bunch of different video games. It's like you know if you if you're trying to do any kind of business in in this market, then that's kind of the, all of the the check boxes that you need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like video games having you know unique mechanics is kind of just seems to just like fall by the wayside a lot of the time. And it's like how addictive is this game, and mm. you know how how passable are the graphics? It's like mm. that, does it does it look good? All right, fine. All right, how much? What's the battle pass look like? Is like the next question. So right. it's like it's it's really grim. If not not everywhere, but I think I've just especially recently I've been seeing this happen a lot. But yeah, it's like uh, the whole like. You know, do do the uh, graphics uh, are they more important at the point of selling the game than you know what the mechanics are? Is mm. is, is such an abstract part of the conversation now that I, I love that we're talking about it, but it's, it seems so like <laughs> it seems like every game kind of has the same mechanics these days, and the graphics mm. don't don't really matter. Um, like they could just be T-Pose models as long as it's like played by the hottest streamer or whatever. <laughs> like it's, it, it, right, yeah. right. It's so it's so messy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I personally like, I like looking for games that have a nice nesting of the two things. Mm. So like where the mechanics play into the visuals and the visuals play into the mechanics. So like in the instance of journey we're bringing up it again is like the, the graphics are no more impressive than they need to be to facilitate the gameplay and the gameplay yeah. is no more complicated than it needs to be to facilitate the graphics yeah in the yeah. case of death stranding you know like there's you could probably trim that back and people have they've done like ps1 ports of death stranding that like look this 
you know like a ps1 game but still mm-hmm. play that still have the same thing the same with bloodborne they've done that bloodborne ps1 remake thing that yeah uh, kind of like tweaks it a little bit it's like you can you know you can always wind back the clock on a lot of this stuff but i think the ones that that i really enjoy or that that um kind of timeless are the ones that stand like up together they they like yeah they nest one another yeah um, i yeah, think which is I, tricky i think that's a really good point and i think like when we were doing our top 10 games like i think the majority of the games that appeared on both of our lists had had that kind of symbiosis mm. like it, it it was like what put them in that list was you know amazing gameplay and amazing animation and whatever but it was also amazing art design and like where for me i think probably um aesthetics is is further down the list in in what mm. i prioritize like if i if i look at my top 5 games they're all heavily based in how the combat works mm. you know like you you strip the story from those games if they even have a story to begin with mm. like they usually don't have characterizations in those games um, like it's, it's just about the gameplay for me, but it just so happens like, you know, the pixel art in dead cells is fucking awesome. And like, yeah. there's just so much style there. Same with Hades, hollow Knight, like bloodborne, like the, the art direction in those games is just phenomenal. And mm. I, I, I think to, to reach something truly great, it is about kind of getting those two facets to work together. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think in general, like if I'm going to have an experience with a video game and I would have to choose between the two, I would be choosing mechanics every single yeah, time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I agree with you there. Mm. It's yeah. Like you can strip, strip back a lot of stuff and it still, it still plays the same. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think you do lo- lose out a little bit on game feel. Like I think game feel for, um, what's that card game that we were talking about earlier? Slay the Spire? Slay the Spire, yeah. I think game feel could be improved in Slay the Spire. I think it's not a fantastic game, but like if, if it wasn't, you know, crayon drawings by an eight year old, then <laughs> then but but there's there's also something like charming about that as well. And like that charm and that novel sort of thing that the, the PS1 games are doing is kind of interesting as well. Like it's it's just intentionally of a certain, you know, quality that and, mm. and like that quality is kind of the same throughout that it all sort of feels cohesive that's part mm. of it too but mm. yeah like i said i think i think game feel there's a potential for a lot of games to have improved game feel just through having like nicer animations or or like better visuals but yeah I, whether or not it's actually needed in some cases is like yeah that's that's where i start to like stumble over myself a little bit i'm like among us could have better graphics we talked about this a while ago it's like but yeah. no that's like actually like part of the you know the draw for that game is the fact that it looks the way that it does and it's it's just so recognizable as a result like i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah so uh diego to answer your question we have no fucking idea bro <laughs> <laughs> um but kind of coming coming at this from another direction though because i i i could sense just based on previous conversations and the fact that we know each other really well that we were probably both going to come at this from the mechanics um side of things winning out but I, I wanted to ask you, like, if you have a favorite pretty game or, like, a game where you really do just play it to be, like, enveloped in the world because of the visuals. Um, I think there's a few games that are just, like, stunningly beautiful. Um, uh, let me see now. Um, <laughs> there is... I mean, The Last of Us 2 was, was just, like, absolutely next level when it came to the visuals yeah it was bonkers for sure yeah um 
and then there's games like uh, Artful Escape <laughs> that, have, <laughs> that have their own, you know, visual style that's just like, you know, breathtaking at a lot of points. It just really mm. throws you in a um, deep, deep down the, the Vista rabbit hole and it's like very pretty a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, I've got some screenshots from that game that just yeah. are awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very screenshotable game. Um, I think Ori and the Will of the Wisps wins out for a lot of animation stuff. It's just extremely proficient. Um Right. I don't, I don't like I don't think I don't have any great desire to go back to that game but like just the visual uh just the way that they strung those animations together was so impressive to me um mm, just yeah. from a little professional standpoint um yeah I think Hunt is actually also quite beautiful at times oh my god <laughs> Hunt is back uh, oh. I, I I did a stream ages ago where I just went into like a um one of the challenge modes um, where you just like do a little challenge, but instead of doing the challenge, I unequipped my weapon and just ran around the map taking screenshots, like as a photography thing. Oh, <laughs> just, wow. Just like see if I could take some cool photos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the the way that they've laid out the environment in that game is is really like thoughtful. And a lot of the, the key areas have like heaps of attention paid to like where stuff is. Mm -hmm. um, so it feels quite natural. Um, and I really appreciate stuff like that. And same with Death Stranding. There's like, the way that game makes you feel while you're playing it, you know, the, mm. the the music comes on and you're you're trekking through the environment and just just how how pretty it is, mm. um, yeah. So those are a few. I mean, the, like so many video games these days are coming out and they're looking just stunningly beautiful. There's that skateboard game that I linked you to a little while ago, which I think is like, you know, doing its own thing. That's that I'm really impressed by. Um, yeah, I th I think I think that's probably the most important aspect of aesthetics for me is is the actual style. So mm. like you've you've got that Last of Us two style that's just photorealistic basically, and mm. you know the the way they use mocap and you know th there's just little moments in that game like when Ellie's playing the guitar and it's just like holy shit! Like I I don't know if this scene would have the impact it's having if the graphics and the aesthetics weren't this good. Um, totally. But then you, you've also got games like that skateboarding game. Um, and it's just like, man, like, or, or, you know, um, hotline Miami is, is another good example where like the style is just, it's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing style and like, it's, it's tuned in with like the music and the content and the themes and you're just like fuck yeah like this yeah this feels really kind of turned up to 11. yeah yeah i i agree yeah there's games like hotline miami where like i was saying i think that's like a, a perfect example of like the visuals are no more impressive than they need to be to facilitate the gameplay as yep. perfectly as they can and the gameplay is facilitating the visuals in such a way that you know it's there's there's no more need for it to be any more complex or, or simple like mm -hmm. it's that it's that perfect nesting of the two that uh that i really like um so yeah hell yeah well do, have do you have you, any pretty uh... games sorry to cut you off oh do i have a favorite pretty game um yeah. you know i think for me the the last of us 2 did come to mind mm. um but i've got i've got a real respect for games like um dead cells and hades mm -hmm. and like it's i mean it's it's hard for me right it's hard for me to separate like aesthetics and mechanics even though that's what we've been trying to do for the last <laughs> hour it's kind of like 
it's kind of like separating your attractiveness to someone from their talent or from their personality. Like, like that's a very hard thing for me to pull off. Um, and, and like when I look at the aesthetics of dead cells and Hades and I'm just like, you know, they're, they're very different in style, but I'm just like, fuck yeah. Like I'm so into this world. And then they're also able to communicate everything that's happening on the screen to the player within those aesthetics. And that's Mm. always really impressive to me. Like the last of us two is obviously beautiful, but it's also just kind of based in our world. Mm. And it just means like, there's not going to be random explosions of color from, um, you know, 30 different enemies that don't exist. Like it's just, you know, it's a game about zombies and, Mm. and relationships and that kind of thing. Whereas like for Hades and, and dead cells, like, there's just so many monstrosities, there's so many colours, there's so many abilities, and within the style that they've created for those games, I still know exactly what's happening on the screen, where I am, like, where some health might be, um, you know, where I think I can go next to avoid enemy fire, like, all this stuff. And I think, I think for me it's kind of like... I like, I, I don't think that's a mechanic. I just think that's like, that's aesthetics at their best. Mm, yep. Yeah. Nice. Well said. Yep. Hell I yeah. agree. <laughs> cool beans. Well, um, if y'all want to hear us talk about aesthetics or graphics or mechanics or gameplay or game feel or mega scans any more than we already <laughs> have, uh, you can email us at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com uh i don't have an email today i'm sorry oh god oh god oh god oh god um, and i don't even have any bland facts oh god uh, yeah there's <laughs> there's absolutely nothing it's just got to be radio silence um, yeah just to leave it leave the podcast silent for a minute <laughs> <at the end. laughs> before we play the outro oh my god but i did want to say um thanks for to Alice and Diego so far for sending in those topics because they've been they've been a lot of fun to talk about. Um, totally. Even though Crypto Games was outside of the wheelhouse and this one was, um, uh, you know, coming a little bit more natural for us, I yep. feel, it was still really cool to kind of, you know, get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I still feel like I have more to say about, you know, game feel and aesthetics and stuff like that. So it's probably mm. going to come up again uh, several times. Hell um, yeah. But yeah, it's a what what a cool topic. Thank thanks guys. Hell yeah! All right, well uh, we hope you'll have a really lovely weekend, and we'll catch you when it's almost the weekend again. Yay! Bye. Bye. Bye.